good morning to everyone whether i say is good afternoon welcome to my podcast show delve into the past with sanjukta so today we are going to start our very very uh, unique season 2 in season 1 i got so many love from my audiences and i hope season 2 will be far more successful so here we are season 2 and here we also going to talk about some unique thing and there are 10 episodes also so what are the theme for this season season 2 is a little bit of the because here we are going to talk about the himalayan lakes yes you heard me right the himalayan lakes there are all total right now 53 to 55 lakes in the valley of the vast range of himalaya so we are going to talk about in each and every episode at least five to six lake in our very first episode today uh we are going to talk about the all total six lakes and their history and why they are very famous not only in the pages of the geography but why but also in the pages of history and the pages of the mythology the very first lake today we are going to talk about is rupkund lake and this lake is uh, obviously sides at the bottom of the steep slope on trishul a creep a group of three himalayan peaks but why i chose this lake to be the very first lake because high in the indian himalayas a remote lake nestled in a snowy valley is shown with hundred of human skeletons yes you heard me right the hundred of human skeletons that why this lake also known to be the lake of skeletons rupkund lake is located 5029 meter almost 16500 feet above sea level at the bottom of a steep slope on trishul one of india's highest mountain in the state of uttarakhand and the remains are shown along the beneath the ice at the lake of skeletons discovered by a patrolling british forest ranger back in the year 1942 so here is a mystery that why someone uh, actually why people went in the lake and died and they are asked again and people never wanted to dislocate uh, uh, the skeletons depending on the season and weather we see the lake which remains frozen for most of the year expands and shrinks only when the snow melts are the skeletons visible sometimes with flesh attached and well preserved to date the skeletal remains of an estimated 600 to 800 people have been found here in tourism promotions the local government described it as a mystery lake and for more than half a century anthropologists and scientists have studied the remains and puzzled over a host of questions questions like who were these people when did they die and how did they die where did they came from so you know that himalaya of course our beautiful mountain range is full of mysterious events and 
one old theory associates the remains to an Indian king, his wife, and their attendants, all of whom perished in a blizzard some 870 years ago, and maybe they belong to the Gujar Pratihar dynasty. Another suggests that some of the remains are of Indian soldiers who tried to invade Tibet in the year 1841 and were beaten back. More than 70 of them were then forced to find their way home over the Himalayas and died on the way. Yet another assumes that this could have been a cemetery where victims of an epidemic were buried in villages in the area. There's a popular folk song that talks about how goddess Nanda Devi created a hailstone as hard as iron which killed people winding their way past the lake and India's second highest mountain Nanda Devi is revered as the goddess. Of course, there are so many researches uh, have been done on this particular matter. Earlier studies of skeletons have found that most of the people who died were tall and more than average stature. Most of them were middle-aged adults, aged between 35 and 40. There were no babies or children. That is also a big question. And some of them were elderly women. All were of reasonably in good health. Also, it was generally assumed that the skeletons were of a single group of people who died all at once in a single catastrophic incident during the 19th century. The latest five-year long study, you can imagine the latest five-year long study involving 28 authors from 16 institutions based in India, US and Germany found all these assumptions may not be true. Scientists genetically analyzed and carbon dated the remains of 38 bodies including 15 women found at the lake some of them dated back around 1200 years. They found that the dead were both genetically diverse and their deaths were separated in time by as much as 1000 years. But more interestingly, the genetic study found that dead comprised a diverse people. One group of people had genetics similar to present-day people who lived in South Asia, while the other closely related to people living in present-day Europe, particularly those living in the Greek island of Crete. Also, the people who came from South Asia do not appear to come from the same population. Some of them has ancestry that would more common be groups from the north of the subcontinent, while others have ancestry that would be more common from more southern groups, say one of the scientists named Mr. Harney. And one other very fascinating thing that no arms, no weapons or trade goods were found at that site. The lake is not located on a trade route and genetic studies found no evidence of the presence of any ancient bacterial pathogen that could provide disease as an explanation of the cause for death of these people. Uh, so it's a very, very important thing. Another pilgrimage that passes by the lake might explain why people were traveling in the area. Studies reveal that credible accounts of pilgrimage in the area do not appear until the late 19th century. But inscriptions in local temples dated between 8th to 10th century suggest potential earlier origin.
So scientists believe that some of the bodies found at that site happened because of a mass death during a pilgrimage event. But how people from the eastern Mediterranean landed up at a remote lake in India's highest mountain? This question remained very mysterious. It seems unlikely that people from Europe would have traveled all the way to Rukun to participate in a Hindu pilgrimage. Or was it a genetically isolated population of people from distant Eastern Mediterranean ancestry that have been living in the region for so many generations? Well, we have to search more. We really should do some more research on that. And that's why Rukun remains as well as stunning beauty and mysterious lake still now. The second lake uh, we are going to talk about is obviously the very famous and iconic Gurudongma Lake. So Gurudongma Lake, if you visit the lake now, you see even in winters you will find a teeny spot that stay unfrozen. As for its mystery, the locals believe that Buddhist Guru Padma Samvava, also a renowned tantric, touched the very spot and blessed it to remain unfrozen to make life easy for the people around. So why uh, this lake is fascinating and uh, I think I think it called the water from heaven. So that's why Guru Lake is very, very thrilling as well as uh, I think I think wonderful, wonderful that you can never imagine if you don't visit that place. So the source of the mighty Tista River, this high altitude lake is perched on a plateau by the side of Kanchenjunga mountain range and legends have it that the region was once parched and the lake remained frozen all year. If you personally visit the lake now, you see that small spot. Believe it or not, visitors as well as the local lounge for the existence of a teeny unfrozen corner even in the harshest of winter. So that's why Gurudamma Lake is and it is also very sacred. Uh, so that's why Gurudangma Lake is uh, very very famous and people do travel there and do a small trek or a large trek to visit the Gurudangma Lake. Another thing we have to understand that uh, this lake is uh, the geographical uh, construction of this lake. This lake actually located at an altitude of 5430 meter in the indian state of sikkim and is it considered a very very sacred and obviously for the tibetan people this lake is fascinating the high altitude lake is located 190 kilometers away from Gantok, the capital city of sikkim and about five kilometers south of the tibetan border in the district of north sikkim and the lake can be reached by road from Lachin via Thang. And the road from Thangu to Kudumal passes through route terrain with mooring, which has high alpine pasture covered with many rhododendron trees. While Indian tourists are allowed to visit the lake, foreigners need to get a special permit for, uh, from obviously the Ministry of the Home Affairs in Delhi. Um, 
सो दैट्स वाई इट इज अ वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एंड अकॉर्डिंग टू द लोकल फोक वी नो दैट अ लेजेंड रिलेटेड टू द फ्रोजन कंडीशन ऑफ द लेक इज लिंक टू द विजिट ऑफ गुरु पद्मा बाबा टू द लेक ऑन हिज वे बैक फ्रॉम तिबेद वेन ही सॉ इट ही फेल दैट इट वॉज वॉर्दी ऑफ फेनरेशन एज इट रिप्रेजेंटेड द डिवाइन लोकेशन ऑफ दौर चेनियामा और छोदे तलियामा बिकॉज द लेक रिमेन फ्रोज इन मोस्ट ऑफ द ईयर विद नो पॉसिबिलिटी ऑफ प्रोवाइडिंग फॉर ड्रिंकिंग वाटर नीड्स द पीपल ऑफ द एरिया अपील्ड टू पदमाशन बाबा टू हेल्प दैम एंड द गुरु एग्रीड टू हेल्प एंड प्लेस्ड इज हैंड ऑन द स्मॉल पार्ट ऑफ द लेक एरिया विच स्टॉप्ड फ्रीजिंग ड्यूरिंग विंटर फेसिलिटेटिंग ड्रिंकिंग वाटर टू द लोकल पीपल एंड सिंस दिन द लेक हैज़ बिन कंसिडर्ड सैक्रेड एंड डिट इज कैरी दिस सैक्रेड वाटर इन कंटेनर्स according to another legend when padma sambhava visited the lake he saw an auspicious phenomenon and then he considered it a good augury to enter the mainland of sikkim then known as demojong so that's why this lake is very very famous the next lake we are going to talk about toso moridi so what is this lake ah uh, Toso Moridi Lake at Ladakh also Moridi or Lake Moridi or mountain lake is a lake in the Changthang Plateau in Ladakh in northern India the lake and the surrounding area are protected as the Toso Moridi Wetland Conservation Reserve and so that's where the lake is an altitude of 4522 meter and it is an excellent excellent lake about the toso moridi lake or lake moridi what we know about the lake is an altitude of 4522 meter and it is the largest of the high altitude lakes entirely within india and entirely within ladakh in this trans himalayan biogeographic region it is about 16 miles north to south in length and 2 to 3 miles wide and the lake has no outlet at present and the water is brackish though not very perceptible to taste the lake is fed by springs and snow melt from the adjacent mountain most water enters the lake in two major stream system one entering the lake from the north and the other from the southwest both stream system include extensive marshes where they entered the lake and it formerly had an outlet to the south but this has become blocked and the lake has become an endorheic lake the lake is oligotrophic in nature and its waters are alkaline accessibly the lake is largely limited to summer season though karzok on the northwestern shore and the military facilities on the eastern shore have year round habitation so that's why this is uh, an unique lake we consider to be in our number in our number 4 we are going to talk about tosokar tosokar um, lake is uh, another uh, lake it considered to be another very beautiful lake tosokar or tosokar is a fluctuating salt lake known for its size and depth situated in the rukshu plateau and valley in the southern part of ladakh in india it is also recognized at india's 42 ramsar site why this site is very very important tososar what we know about this geography and the climate 
The Tuso Sar or Tuso Par is connected by an inlet stream at its southwest and to a small lake, Star Sapuk Tuso, and together they form the 9 km Moor Plains Pool, which is dominated by the peaks of two mountains. One is Thukje and ne next one is Gursam. From the geology of the Moor Plains, it can be concluded that the Toso Kar in historical times ranged up to his high valley. Until a few years ago, the lake was an important source of salt, which the Changpa nomads used to export to Tibet, and the nomadic settlements of Thukje is located 3 km in the north. There is a tented camp on the western bank of the lake which provides accommodation for tourists. And due to this high altitude, the climate is extreme in the winter because temperature goes down below minus 40 degrees centigrade are not uncommon. In the summer, the temperature rises above 30 degrees centigrade with extreme fluctuation during the day. So precip precipitation in the form of either rain or snow is extremely rare. And this also lake is very famous for its flora and fauna because we know the inlet of the Tosokar are a source of non-saline water. So pond weeds and basic nettles grow there, forming floating island of vegetation in the spring and dying off in the winter. Sage and large numbers of buttercups grow on the shore of Starts Park Toso and of the tributaries of the Tosokar, while some part of the high basin are marked by steep vegetation interseparate with Transkatakan and pea bushes. So that's why this lake considered to be the one of the most beautiful lake. Next lake we are going to talk about is um, uh, the lake called Tosomoko Cho. Tosomoko Cho is, um, I think, it's another very, very, I think, it's, it's very, I mean, the name is really, really uncommon. The spelling is T-S-O-N-G-O and C-H-O. So why this lake is famous? Tosomoko Cho Lake, also known as Tosomoko Lake or Changu Lake, is a glacial lake in the eastern Sikkim district of the Indian state of Sikkim and some 40 kilometers from the capital of Gangtok, located at the elevation of 3,753 meters, and the lake remains frozen during, obviously, the winter season. Uh, its etymology in Bhutia language, the name Tosomoko is a meaning of two words. One is so, TSO meaning lake, and Mogo means head, which gives the literal meaning as source of the lake. If you want to talk about the topography of the lake, we know that the lake is surrounded by steep mountains which are covered with snow during winter, and during summer, the snow covers melt and forms the source for the lake. The lake which remains frozen during the season, sometimes extending up to May, receives an average annual participation of 1,183 millimeters mm -hmm. wind temperature recorded in the range of 0 to 25 degrees centigrade. The lake is about 40 kilometers away from Gangtok on the Gangtok-Nathula Highway and further the road of Nathula skirts the lake on the north side. The Chinese border crossing is only some 5 kilometers east-northeast in a straight line, but some 18 kilometers. 
why this lake is very famous the lake is formed is an oval shape and has a surface area of about 24.7 hectares the maximum length of the lake is 836 meter and has a maximum width of 427 meters the maximum depth reported is 15 meter that means 49 feet while the average depth is 4.58 meter that means 15 feet the lake water's quality is of moderate turbidity the lake is the venue for the guru purnima festival which is also the rakshabandhan festival when the faith healers known as chakris of sikkim assemble at the lake area to derive benefits from the healing quality of the lake water alpine forest community catchments of the lake and obviously after the winter season ends in the middle of may we see the periphery of the lake has scenic blooms of flower species of rhododendron primulas blue and yellow poppies iridaceous and so forth also seen in the crescent of the lake are several species of birds including brahmini ducks so that's why this lake is very very famous also known as changu lake as we pronounce it next lake we are going to talk about is lake masaro why this lake masaro was uh, very famous we know that masaro lake is also situated in himalayan range and one thing we also have to remember that um, this masaro lake uh, also known also have another lake that is mansar lake Mansar Lake is 62 km from Jammu city and is a lake fringed by forest covered hills over a mile in width by half a mile in width and Suhinsar Mansar Lake are designated as Ramsar convention in November 25 that's why this lake is very very famous Mansar Lake considered to be another uh, auspicious lake and we considered it is of not only the scenic this lake is famous not only for the scenic beauty but also for its legend so today i have only talked about the six in our next episode we are going to talk about more five lakes and i hope everyone gonna enjoy it. and if you like it keep listening and subscribe my podcasting channel so you know lakes are fascinating especially when situated on the mysterious um, fringes of the himalayan range so it attracts not only our cynical mind but also our curious mind to know something more about those lakes i hope everyone can enjoy this episode thank you stay tuned Thank you.